Hello and welcome to episode X of the Thinking LSAT podcast. Um, I'm in Los Angeles. I'm Nathan Fox. With me in Vienna, Virginia is Ben Olson. And if you're hearing this, uh, it means that the shit, once again, has hit the fan. Right, Ben? Yeah, because this is not a live or a current episode. This is being recorded in May of 2018. (laughs) We're doing this in May of 2018. We're uh, hoping we won't have to use it anytime soon. We like to have an extra episode in the can just in case uh, Ben gets struck by lightning or, um, you know, something something horrible happens. So, uh, yeah, if you're hearing this, one or both of us might be dead. But hopefully not. We'll hopefully be, be uh, back with you shortly. <laughs> if one um, of us dies and then we just play the last episode, it's like, here you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mom, Dad, I know we had some, had some problems during, <laughs> during my lifetime. I know we had some arguments, but I love you both. Um, okay, so uh, today we are going to have a little bit of fun with the June 2007 LSAT logic games. Uh, we've already discussed the entire test on previous episodes of the show. We have discussed everything on the entire test except for the third and fourth logic game. So today we're going to spend some time uh, looking at each of these games and, or hopefully, I don't know, it depends how long we, <laughs> yeah, yeah, how long we take to talk about the first one. But um, this is the June 2007 LSAT, which you can Google. It is Googleable. Uh, if you Google June 2007 LSAT, you will immediately find a PDF of the June 2007 test. This was the actual official LSAT from June of 2007, and you can use it for diagnostic purposes. You can also use it for study purposes. So we're looking at questions 11 through 17. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... I guess the first thing we would do is read all of this setup. I call it the setup and the rules. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what you I wanna, call it. You want to do that? Sure. All right. A cruise line is scheduling seven week long voyages for the ship freedom. So stupid. All these things are stupid. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Uh, each voyage will occur in exactly one of the first seven weeks of the season, weeks one through seven. Each voyage will be to exactly one of four destinations. So I, I would just stop for half a second and just process this. So we got seven weeks and you're going to have a voyage that's going to occur in exactly one of these weeks. So it sounds like an ordering game. We're just going to order this stuff and those voyages can go to f- one of four destinations. So already we know that we have these four variables, G, J, M, and T. And since we have seven weeks and four variables, some of these variables almost certainly are going to appear more than once. I mean, unless something else comes up later as we read through these rules. But right now, I'm, this is what I'm thinking, I guess, as I read this. Yeah, I would I would be almost certain that we're going to have doubles of Gs, Js, Ms, and or T's. Yeah. If we're going to have seven things, but we only have four choices. Yeah. Each destination will be scheduled for at least one of the weeks. Okay. So they've got to go to all four of these places. But I mean, they mentioned all four of them, Ben doesn't what they don't need to say that. do they? (laughs) 
That's a very good point, actually. There's a lot of times, almost every time that they mention a set of variables, they go to all of the variables, but there are some games in which they don't. And since that's the exception to the rule, people begin thinking that they can just assume that all variables will be used, but that is not necessarily true if they don't, especially, well, if they don't say it, then it's not true. It doesn't have to be true. And so watch out. Watch out for those games in which they don't say anything about whether or not the variables are all going to be used. Yeah, if it doesn't say that they have to use each of these four destinations, they do not have to use each of these four destinations. Yep. But here it does. Here it says each destination will be scheduled for at least one of the weeks. Yep. The following conditions apply to Freedom's schedule. Jamaica will not be its destination in week four. Uh, okay, so this is a negative rule, so I would put a little J below my fourth week and cross it out. Except for first we would read everything before we would start writing anything. Really? Yeah, I guess I so. Would. I, I, it's better, dude, because there's so many times where you end up linking stuff together later on. And just why you don't need to be writing. It's so frantic to be writing as you're reading the rules. All right. I, I really like the idea of reading everything first and then starting my diagram. It's like measure twice, cut once. I, I hear you. I, I think okay. that um, in some ways I'm okay. It's probably not entirely fair because I feel comfortable enough with the test that when I'm doing like an ordering game like this, I'm just starting to take notes on it. Um, and I do skip rules. I, it goes so far as to the point where I skip rules if I feel like they're going to if they don't link in and they might link in later, but I, that's complicated and we'll just keep it simple here and we'll read. How much time are you really going to save by writing them as you're reading it through, you know, like that, that's sort of like, are you going to save 10 seconds maybe? And yeah, I don't know I think how much for, time you're going to save, but I mean, this is, it's what I, it's what I end up doing. Cause I feel like, oh, I know what's going on here and I just, start, yeah, I just start doing the game. Uh, sure. If you have enough expertise to recognize that this is just a sequencing game and you know basically what kind of a setup you're going to use, I, I, I suppose that's fine. But for most people hearing this, and you know they're not perfect at the games yet, and there are certainly games where they're not going to have a very comfortable you know, they, they, where they shouldn't know what their approach is going to be until they've read everything. Mm -hmm. For example, what if they end up, what if you end up making worlds here? You know, if there's a rule later, that's like, if this, then that, and you might end up making two scenarios anyway. Mm -hmm. And so I would rather start with those two scenarios than muddying up my board by writing down things in one scenario. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so rule one was Jamaica will not be a de its destination week four. Cause you know what, Ben? Cause like, think about it this way. What if, what if later the rules connect in such a way that you, you actually make the inference that Jamaica can only go in week one and week two. Yeah. If, if that was the case, then your J not four is actually a mess. You know, that's not helping you in that case. So uh, just, I mean, that's a hypothetical, but I, I, I really do think that, Hey, it takes 15 seconds to read everything through before you start writing. Yeah. Safety I'm, first is what I'm, I'm about. I'm okay with that. Um, <laughs> Trinidad will be its destination in week seven. Freedom will make exactly two voyages to M and at least one voyage to G will occur in some week between those two voyages. Hmm. 
Okay, so oh, now we know there's exactly two m's. So we know m is going twice, and we know that it's going exactly twice, and that at least one g is between those two. Mm-hmm. G will be its destination in the week preceding any voyage it makes to J. Yeah, or to Jamaica. All right. So if you see Jamaica, you got to see G immediately before it. But if you see G, you don't necessarily have to see J. Yeah, that's how people fuck that. that really, if you're going to fuck up this game, that's where you fuck it up. Yeah. Is you just write, people just write GJ. Yep. And they think that they're, you know, hey, that's quicker. Why I just write GJ. Mm-hmm. And then every time they see a J, a G, they put a J. And that's wrong because you can absolutely have G's without J's. <laughs> Do you have people memorize a list of uh, sufficient indicators? I, um, I don't emphasize it in class, but I do. There are words that I know are sufficient indicators. And so again, I don't know how much I rely on them, but I do know them all. (laughs) Is there one here? There is. It's any. Okay. And the any is referring to Jamaica. And so any voyage to Jamaica has to have a G in front of it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, there's um, four common ones that are easy to remember because of the A. So you have any and all and then each and every. Except for each starts with an E. But anyway. Well, I know. Sorry. It's A-A. <laughs> so does every, right? But, uh, oh, I said every. <laughs> it's A-A-E-E. And for some reason, I that's see. easy for people to remember. And it's all, any, each, and every. And they all uh, indi- indicate an if clause. So if okay. a voyage like goes to Jamaica then in the preceding week, it's got to go to G. Okay, cool. Um, last rule. No destination will be scheduled for consecutive weeks. Okay, so you're not going to have GG, JJ, MM, or TT. Uh, would you write XX and cross it out? Yeah, that's what I would do because it applies to all of them. Yeah. Cool. All right, now, Nathan... Um, <laughs> You want to go back and read them again? <laughs> no, <laughs> but I mean, I I would put I would have seven little dashes, seven mm-hmm. lines mm-hmm. that I'm going to fill out, mm-hmm. and yeah, I would now put a J slashed out underneath week four. Okay, mm-hmm. I would just put a T into the space for week seven. Sure, yeah. People sometimes like to write that as a rule, oh, like a, num- a numbered list of rules. <laughs> yeah, and they're like T equals seven. No, no, no. You're making a picture. You've got your seven spots there. Just fill up that seventh spot with a T and you're done with that rule. Yeah, this is just a general principle in the games. The more you can make this visual rather than mathematical, the better. Mm -hmm. Hands Mm -hmm. down. Yeah. Okay. That third rule, I would write M dot 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 G dot 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 M. Yeah, I would do M dash G dash M. So we're just using dashes instead of dots, but same idea. Exactly. Okay. And then I would also, I would put a two, I I would have written down somewhere G J M T. Yes. Probably Uh up like floating in space up above my seven spot, way above it, way Mm -hmm. above it, you you know, spread out a little bit, but then I would write a two next to the M. But your two next to M to show that's exactly two. Exactly two. Yeah, yeah. It's not going to be more than, it's not at least two. It's exactly two. So here's, I have a two there. Here's a question for you. Cause I like, yeah. I have something in particular that I like to do, but I'm just curious. What if the rule was changed to say freedom will make at least two voyages to M? How would you symbolize that? 
I would put greater than or equal to two next to the M. I would just put a little greater mm-hmm. than or equal to two. But I'm, I guess you probably have some better way. No, I don't know if it's better, but this is what I like to do. I like to, so you have your GJMT, right? Yeah. I like to add just another M. So oh, yeah, that's a great way to do it. I can it, yeah. see that, oh, I got here, I got to take care of these five variables and then maybe more. Yeah, that's, that's probably better. I mean, and you know, to go back to my thing of like, if I hadn't written down GJMT in mm-hmm. the first place, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. my list of variables might very well be M dot 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 G dot 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 M J T. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, because then now it's like I'm making it even more visual, right? I can see now, hey, there's five things. Mm-hmm. I pro- I would probably put commas in there. M dot 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 G dot 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 M comma so J you, comma You're T. saying that you wouldn't list. You, I guess what, I have my list going on above the diagram and then I have like the rules going on in the diagram. Yeah, I end up a lot of times I end up not even writing that list. Mm. You know, I mean, I, I learned to write the list when I first started doing the logic games. That's sort of like, you know, power score 101 kind of thing. Yeah. But I, I think sometimes I wouldn't even write it, write it that way because, hmm. well, it, it might, I just, the list might be obviated by the rules later. Yeah. Ooh, is obviated. That's a good word. That's a word that people should be using. Not, yes. uh, ob, so no, so, so. <laughs> Ouroboros. Ouroboros. Yeah, sorry, I totally forgot the word, but yeah. and that's from a previous episode, so no one's going to make sense out of that. But if you're a dedicated listener, you will have no, you'll know what we're referring to. Ouroboros is a snake that's eating itself. Yeah. Um, but obviated means um, made obvious. It means uh, so that you don't need it anymore. Yep. Obviated is a useful fucking word. Yeah, it's very common in law school too. Yeah, that's a really good one. So you're welcome. Uh, <laughs> okay. So we've got, uh, okay. Yeah, we're talking about the, next- the list here really quick. So I like to, I like yeah. to have oh, a yeah. list because even though that's power score one one, um, I, I don't know. It's just, I just write it and then sometimes I'll reference it when I'm trying to figure out who wasn't addressed or something. I'll just like quickly scan that list and be like, Oh, we haven't talked about K at all or whatever. So I see. Yeah. But anyways. Okay. Yep. So we got the uh, third rule. Then we got the fourth rule. We talked about that, I guess. I I do it. I would do. I would write GJ right next to each other, and make it obvious that they're right next to each other. And with G, of course, ahead of the J, because it's saying Guadalupe will be its destination in the week preceding any voyage that it makes to J, Jamaica. And then I would have an arrow that goes from J up and then down to G. So it point. So to when I see that, I see something that basically says, "Look, if you're going to have J." Then you gotta oh. have G immediately. You're making it uh, almost Ouroboros. I am almost. I am. Wow, that's really odd that we're talking about that. Yeah, it's almost an Ouroboros. It's a half an Ouroboros. I would write J and then an arrow GJ. Got it. Mm-hmm. So that would mean to me if J then mm-hmm. GJ. Mm-hmm. Anytime I write an arrow, it's always going to mean if then. And so I would probably just straight up make that conditional. If J, then GJ. So wait, so see, I'm still using an arrow. So it's still like the whole conditional yeah. thing. But yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. No, yours, yours totally makes sense. Mm-hmm. I would then also probably write the contrapositive. I would write a uh, GJ slashed it out, slash out, and then an arrow, and then a, a no J at all, slash out J. So that's something I would not do because I try to minimize 
um, the amount of information that I have in my diagram. Not trying to yeah. uh, you know pick a fight with you or anything, but yeah, <laughs> I, I guess. I think what we're both saying is don't fuck up that rule. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you, whatever it takes to recognize that this rule is conditioned on the presence of J, mm-hmm. that if you have J, you have to have GJ. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then I'm going to write an XX and cross that out Yep, because you can't have a, the same destination for consecutive weeks. Cool. Um, and then I just go right into the questions. Yeah. Right? Yeah, exactly. Let's, let's just jump right in and so, <laughs> we, got, we don't have much time. We have eight minutes and 45 <laughs> seconds. Yeah. <laughs> So much time has already elapsed by reading the rules. I need to get into these questions. Yeah. No, we're looking to looking to to make some inferences, Ben. How do you make an inference? Okay. What is an in, what is that? Well, an inference is just something that must be true given what was said. Which by the way is just a fundamental thing on the LSAT. It's like they're obsessed with giving you information and trying to decide can you figure out what must be true given what was said. It doesn't Absolutely. matter whether it's games, LR or reading comp. Absolutely. Can you put the pieces of the puzzle together? They're gonna give you the puzzle pieces and mm-hmm. they're just they're they're begging for you to put that shit together. Yeah. Uh an inference, there's nothing magical, mystical about it. An inference is just some shit that has to be true based on the other shit that they already told you. Yeah. And you you've got to make is it fair to say that you always have to make an inference? That's a safe assumption, right? Oh, in the games you're talking about? Yeah. That, oh, like yeah. you should make sure. an inference. If you don't make an inference, you have definitely fucked up. Frequently you need to make more than one inference. But I think you could go ahead and say if you don't make an inference, you really have no business doing the questions. Yeah, I mean the inference some like really simple ordering games are so loose that the only inference is linking some rules together, but that's still an inference. That's an inference. Yeah. yeah. Linking rules together is absolutely an inference. Yeah. Okay. So what are we going to infer here? Well, so first things I tend to do, just check off my little like pilot list, I guess here, or flight checklist is I will say, okay, are there any variables that weren't discussed? And in this game we had GJMT and all four of them were discussed. So there are no floaters in this game. But okay. if there ever are floaters, I like to write them near my diagram and then circle them so that I have all the variables right in front of me. I have the rules written out at, right below the diagram or in the diagram if I can get them in the diagram. And then I have the extra variables right there as well so that everything is right in my face. Because a lot of times when people get stuck in the games, it's just because they're forgetting about Q. Or whatever. And you're like, oh, what about Q? And like, oh, yeah, 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 Q, Q. Q's got to go here. It's like, yeah, well, there you go. Um, so I think just having all the variables staring me in the face is very helpful. Okay. So then the next thing is to make inferences. And that's that requires magic. So <laughs> we're just going to have to hope that it comes to us. And if it doesn't, then go into the questions. Yeah. I, I, I just scream at my class nonstop about looking for somebody who was mentioned in more than one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. Here, I'm not sure if it actually works, but it, you know, J was mentioned twice mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and G so was, was mentioned G. twice as well. Yeah. Maybe start with J cause J was mentioned in the very first rule. Mm-hmm. And then let's see, J can't be in four. Yeah. The other rule is conditioned on the presence of J. If you have J, you have to have GJ. Ooh, it does tell you something. Yeah. It does tell me something. It actually has nothing to do with the first J rule. 
Mm-hmm. But um, I'm just thinking. Yeah. You know, <laughs> J has to have, anytime there's a J, you have to have a G in front of it. Mm-hmm. So then it seems like it would be difficult if J went first. Yeah. Very, very difficult. There is no destination zero. So Jay cannot go in week one. Yeah. So now you know Jay can't go in one or four, um, which means, remember, there are seven slots, so we've gotten rid of two of them, so there are five left. But T has to go in week seven. And T has to go in week seven, so now there are four left. There are only four places that Jay can go, and Jay, by the way, does have to go. Ooh. Tempting. Yeah. Awful tempting. You're thinking about worlds? Well, I'm always thinking about worlds. I mean, you know, I'm all about it. People often ask, what's the, like, how do you decide whether to do worlds? And I always say, well, it depends on how many I'd have to create and how full they seem like they'd get. And the first question, how many would I have to create? In this case, we'd only have to create four. And I generally say, if I have to create between two and four worlds, I'm going to keep thinking about it. If I have to create five, this doesn't mean it's like game over, but it's starting to get to the point where it may be so many that it's not worth the time. But um, anywhere from two to four worlds seems like, oh, I, I'm going to keep thinking about it. That's my general rule of thumb. Yeah, here I would be very tempted because the the rule, there's that conditional rule, right? And conditional yep. rules tend to be a pain in the ass. Yep. And J has to be used at least once. Mm-hmm. I'm not, hmm, can J be used twice? I ask myself. And my answer is. some like weird novelist. Right yeah, now. it's like, well, I don't know. I, I actually yeah. don't know right now. Yeah. But my, my suspicion would be that maybe J can't go twice. Because if you had two G's, you'd have to have, or two J's, you'd have to have also two G's. But then we also have to have two M's. And so I, I'm, I'm not, I don't know this for sure, but mm-hmm. I, I have a suspicion that if I start using, if I, if I do make the four worlds based on J, mm-hmm. I have a suspicion that I will end up finding out that I can't, uh, that I can't use two J's. Yeah. It seems like right now, two J's, two G's, two, uh, M's, two M's and one and T. T. That's seven. It, that works. It just theory. would be tight. That's what yeah. I'm <clears throat> worried about. Yep. Okay. I'm, I'm writing down the worlds. I just made the worlds. Dude, here's a question for They're you. They're looking good. Did you write out the seven slots twice or four times? I wrote it four times, but I definitely could have written it twice. Yeah. So I, yeah, you don't, you don't have to, but I, I think we're thinking the same thing is, and this, I wrote it twice. I'm using the the top <laughs> of one uh, set of slots for one world, and the bottom immediately below those same seven yeah. slots for the second world. Yeah, I kind of hate myself it. for writing it four times. <laughs> Don't put that in. <laughs> I'm I'm getting a little bit better every day. I'm, wor- I'm working on it. It's part okay. of my self improvement process. No, I do I do uh, frequently. Like if I was going to make two worlds, mm-hmm. and if oh, I was yeah, really sure. on my shit. I very mm-hmm. frequently would just write the seven slots once and then make a world above the line and a world below the line. Yeah. Okay. So when you create those seven worlds, I'm assuming that 
you're going to put J in two, three, five, and six. Yep. And you're going to do that before you do anything else. Yeah, before I write those fucking Gs in. Yes, and the Ts and all that yeah. other garbage. I'm, yep. I, I want to be very clear about where I'm drawing the line. You know, mm-hmm. I'm, I am mm-hmm. making worlds. I'm doing this with intention. I'm making worlds based on J because I know that J can only go in four spots. And so I'm going to mm-hmm. put J into all four of those spots before I start making inferences in in any of those worlds. Yeah, I agree. People do that all the time. They're like, well, world one is going to be J and two. So I put J and two and then I'm going to start working on this world. And it's like you forget what the other worlds need to start with. Yeah. Okay. All right. So now you got your J's and your G's. Is that what I'm guessing? I've got my J's and my G's. I do. Okay. Do you have your T now? I have my T's in there in the seventh spot. Yep. Noticing that I only have four available spots. Mm-hmm. You know, in each of those worlds, I, I only have four available spots and two of those are going to have to be M's. Yeah. And the mm-hmm. M's do have to surround one of the G's. So in the world, yeah. like in the, in the first world, it, it's got yep. G, J in the first two spots yep. mm-hmm. and Amen. T in the seventh spot. <laughs> <laughs> and so I do have to figure out, I mean, there's going to be an M dot M and a G and an M are going to go mm-hmm. in those spots. But mm-hmm. but now I do think I actually could use another J there, couldn't I? Couldn't I have MGJ? Sure, why not? Yeah, yeah. So he, by the way, speaking of this, so we have four slots, right? Empty. So I'm looking at World One. You're yeah. looking at World One. Yeah. yeah. So we have uh, G and one. We have J and two, and then we have T and seven. So then we have these four empty slots between three and six. And you're absolutely right. We have to have that MGM thing appear somewhere. And so in this particular world, it's got to be in those four slots. I feel like a lot of students look at those four slots and they say, well, I don't know where the MGM goes because it could go in the first three, it could go in the last three, it could be like spread out between the four somehow. So then they don't do anything. Um, but what I like to do is I like to say, okay, I got four slots empty. I know that these three variables, MGM, in that order, although not necessarily consecutively, like not necessarily um, next to each other, um, will be going in those four slots. And so then what I do is I write M dash G dash M, or in your case, M dot 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 G dot 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 M floating above those four slots so that I can see that three of them are taken by this thing that's floating above and could fall down anywhere, depending on what else. That's interesting. Yeah. I like to actually put it in the spots. Um, What I would do is put brackets Mm, like parentheses Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I have right now parentheses surrounding those four spots. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then in the four spots, actually taking up three of the four spots, mm-hmm. I have M dot, 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 G dot, 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 M comma blank. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so now I, I like, I mean, either way, I, you're, yeah. you're floating thing and you, you're like, okay, it, it's going to fall in there somewhere. Mm-hmm. Mine is it's, it's actually already in the you know three out of the four spots, and there's one floating spot in there that's going to mm-hmm. bounce around. I think what's important here, though, is that well, you're not you're not committing the by putting that bracket around it. You're saying to yourself, these variables are not committed to these certain slots. Right? No, but three of these slots are committed to M, G, and M. Uh, exactly, which is really really important because. Um, 
whenever you're making, whenever you're adding things to your diagram, you want to add something that must be true, not things that could be true. And, but sometimes when we do this, I think people are confused. They're like, well, is, aren't you writing what could be true? No, no, no. We're writing what must be true. We're saying MGM has to come in these four slots. Yep. We just don't know exactly where. So we're going right up to the line in terms of what we can infer and adding that to the diagram, but we're not going any further. It seems like people tend to fall into two categories or two groups uh, that's wrong. And that is one, they don't make any inferences. They say, well, I don't know where MGM goes in these four slots. I know it goes in there, but I don't know where they go. So I don't write anything. Now you haven't made an inference that would be very valuable. Or they say, well, I don't know where they go, but I want to put it in my diagram because I know MGM has to go in these four. And then they actually commit them to certain slots, which certainly could be true, but doesn't have to be true. And now you've gone too far. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm very comfortable with it. And I've, I've found that students get comfortable with it when they see me do it a couple times. So I've, mm-hmm. I've just got, I've got my brackets. I've got some, so in that first world, the third, fourth and fifth spots are filled now. Yeah. Well, but there's a, there's a there's, key difference here though. And that is you put those brackets, right? It's right. not like you're putting MGM into slots no, and, three, four and five, which would be. And I also have far. dots. Yeah. I've got M dot, dot, dot and G dot, dot, dot. And then I mm-hmm. also have a comma before that blank spot. Mm-hmm. So the comma me, indicates no indication of order. It just means, and there's one other dude in here somewhere, you know, mm-hmm. it's like also featuring mystery blank spot. Yeah. Empty spot. Now we could go a little bit further. Who could that blank spot be? Well, it can be T pretty easily. Could be T. It can be J if it's exactly M G J M. Yep. It could be J. Mm-hmm. And it could also be G. Um, yeah. if it was M G M G or M G G M or G M G M not M G G M. Right. Oh, sorry. Oh, right. Cause that's two G's in a row. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So I guess it would have to only be G M G M or M G M G. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So sometimes if that mystery, cause sometimes people will leave that mystery spot alone, right? To they're like, okay, well, and then something else. But sometimes when you start thinking about what that mystery spot is or slot or whatever, you're like, oh, wait, it can only be this one thing or it can only be two things. And then I'll usually do J slash T or whatever, you know, if it's only yeah. two things. But here, here it's three, three things. So yeah, so I'm going to leave it. But yeah. I think just playing that stuff out in your head is what people don't do. Yeah. That's the work up front. I'm worried about the second world. Yeah, the second world. Um, blank GJ, blank, blank, blank T. And I would really love to put an M into that first spot. Yeah. But it doesn't have to be an M because there's, it could be T if I, if the fourth, fifth, sixth spots were MGM. One thing we, one thing here I'm looking at though, and no matter what, we have to have an M in those last three. So I would just put an M floating above those three. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I'll put brackets around those three spots and I'm going to put an uh, actually, in the last of those three spots, I might put comma M. Mm-hmm. So it's like there's two other things, and then for sure there's at least one M. I am looking. I know for sure it it could be MGM in those three spots. Yeah, it could be. Yeah. If it were, then T would have to be first. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, the first spot's an M, and if you do that, then you get all kinds of flexibility. Yeah, you could. Um, I'd probably well, leave that. Great, split this into too many worlds. Sure. Yeah. You could, but you know, at this point I'm almost like, Hey, 
how, what am I going to do? Am I, am I going to really write out all the possibilities here? Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to write out all the possibilities. I want templates that will encompass all possibilities. Well, and that's the other thing is that you decide on whether or not to create worlds or to split worlds into subworlds based on how full they are and thus how much like you can do the rest of the work in your head. Yeah. And if you can do the rest of the work in your head and we're doing it right now, then it's like, yeah, this is going to be what I, this is all I need. Yeah. And therefore this will get me through the game very fast. It's like you're yeah. giving yourself a crutch and then you use that crutch to help your head yeah. and you can go extraordinarily fast. I'd, I'd probably write an M slash T in the first spot. Okay. Cause, Cause that can't it's not going to be a J and it's not going to be G. G. Yeah. yeah. So that's an M or a T. And then I'd probably just leave that and move on to the next world. By the way, if you're driving, make sure to uh, put your pencil down in, you know, every, every couple of minutes so you can <laughs> look at the road. <laughs> um, okay, so maybe we should go a little bit faster here moving on. Um, ooh, wait. Oh, mm, mm, mm. In the third world, yep. I got excited for a second because I thought the sixth spot had to be M, but it could be G. Yeah. Yeah, because you have J and T around the sixth slot, so it can't yeah. be either of those. So it's either M or G, but so you could I'll, write that in. I'll write a G slash M, and then in those mm-hmm. first three spots... Uh, I'm going to write an M slash G just to be different. Oh, good. And <laughs> contrary, in the first three spots, I'm going to write an M comma blank blank with brackets around yeah. those first yep. three spots. You have an M floating up there, okay. At mm-hmm. this point, I would be feeling like a, a bit disappointed that the worlds didn't I wanted them to come together more than they have here. Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't think that this is the greatest game to do worlds on. I, I'm uh, for the listeners. I mean, I am glad that we talked about it, but this Who is knows one, though, you know, like when you go through these, like, that's true. Like sometimes you're going through questions and you're just like, Oh, well it's not either of those worlds. And then that's enough for you to then see you're like, Oh, well, that's true. Creating the, even when you create the mini diagrams, I don't know what you call them. I call them mini diagrams for the if questions, it can speed those along because you're like, well, yeah, it's not or, here, here. Or so. we might not even need to do them, right? Yeah, exactly. Like right. if it goes, if J is sixth, and then I'm going to go, oh, well, that puts me in my fourth world here, and I see in my fourth world, you know, I've, I've already done some things. Yeah. So Okay, know. what did you do in your fourth world, Ben? So I got MGM, uh, M-G-M floating uh, just above those four slots. Yep. And, I've got um, b- brackets, mm-hmm. and I've got M dot dot g dot dot m comma blank in those first blank. four spots and i'm again there that could be m g j m yeah t could be in there in any of the four spots um could be an extra g in the first spot yeah and we could have another j if it's immediately before the g um M-G-J-M. the only way to m yeah m g j m is the only way to put a to put a j in there yeah. But, uh, yeah. So oh, did I say, I'm sorry. I said immediately before the G. I meant immediately after the G. Yeah. Yeah. I thought you were referring to the fifth spot G, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, all right. You know, and, and actually now that I've done it all, how long did this take me in real life? Oh, in real life, it'd be fast. 45 seconds. Yeah. 60 seconds. You know, I didn't. In podcast life it takes a good, what, 20 minutes, but. Yeah, right. Because we're, if we're trying to talk about it and explain it and make stupid jokes, then it takes forever. But in yeah. in in practice, it wouldn't take that long. And I will be surprised if this doesn't help 
You know, it's like maybe it's not going to be a home run, mm-hmm. but I'll be kind of surprised if it doesn't help. I think it will. All right. Should we tackle the questions? Yeah, we should. Okay. Um, so question one is just a process of elimination. So we just grab a rule and eliminate. Yeah. Really important here that you do this question efficiently. Students all the time, no matter how many times I say it, students will still just look at a, and then start comparing all of the rules to a. Yeah. If if you do that for your test, you shouldn't go to law school, (laughs) especially not after I've told you a (laughs) hundred times not to do it that way. Yeah. It's much more efficient. J can't be fourth. Mm-hmm. That gets rid of D. Boom. That's it. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. There that you gets go. rid of that rule and it gets rid of D. Yep. T has to be last. It's going to get rid, rid of, of E. e. Mm-hmm. We're down to A, B, and C. And on my page, all I would have is a little check mark on D and a little check mark on E. Yeah. Um, a little slash across the D and a slash across the E. Yeah. Students frequently they they like to cross out the whole goddamn oh. answer choice. <laughs> what is that? Like it takes so much. That like, takes time. <laughs> aggro, dude. It's like, like relax. Plus, if you're wrong, Jesus. if exactly. you're wrong, then yeah. you have to like like look under your 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 bold pencil <laughs> cross out. <laughs> They're over there fucking sharpening their pencil because they've used so much lead on crossing shit out. Dude, All maybe right. that's why people need twenty pencils at the test. <laughs> They're like those crosser outers. Yeah. All right. So let's see here. Another easy rule is we got the MGM going on. Yeah. Make sure we got an MGM. So A is okay. Uh, oops. B does not have an MGM. No, so B's out. out. Little check mark on the B. C's got an MGM. That's good. Yep. All right. So we're left with A and C. And we got, I'm sure they're going to use that J, G rule. Yeah. So we got to, if you have a J, you have to have a G. And so just look for J's and make sure they have a G before them. Yeah. And, and that gets rid of C. C's got a J with no G before it. So it's A. Right. But, but, well, the rule no destination will be scheduled for consecutive weeks. We haven't tested that yet. Mm. And I would want to look at A. It takes one second and you look at A and you, okay, there's nothing a consecutively. Quick second. Yeah. And that's important because what if I had made a mistake earlier? If I look at A right now and I see that it's got the same thing twice in a row, Mm -hmm. then that means I have fucked up. I I have, at the very least, I was about to miss the question. Mm -hmm. But potentially way worse than that, I might have misunderstood one of the rules. Yeah. So I, I try to teach students, especially novices, to, to not be so quick to just pick an answer for this list question. If you yeah. haven't tested all the rules, I want you to test the remaining rule or two mm-hmm. against the answer that you're about to pick. Cause this is the canary in the coal mine. Mm-hmm. And you know, it, I, I want to make sure that you, we can't ever be missing this question. This is a, this is also sort of a, a bellwether as far as, you know, like, are you generally getting it on the games or actually said another way? are you generally not getting it on the games? If you, if you find yourself missing this list question ever, Mm -hmm. you got something going on. Like you got, you got problems. You you just can't miss that list question. Yeah. Odds are, if you miss that list question, you're going to miss five other questions. 
Mm-hmm. Maybe not five, but you're going to miss a bunch of them or <laughs> you're going to struggle brutally because it means that you just, you either forgot about a rule or you misinterpreted a rule. You know, you probably just miss on You're just not understanding it properly. Yeah. And you're going to pay for law school and you're going to pay for law school <laughs> in which case, Oh my God, <laughs> don't please God do not do that. Um, okay. So number 11 is a, yeah. Cool. And we're going to skip number 12. Yeah. Wait, we'll come why back would you do that? Because you convinced me to, this is actually in the back catalog of the show, Ben, um, is the, <laughs> I, I used to argue with you about this. I used to, I used to say, well, come on, it's so overcomplicated. Why would you do the questions out of order? And you told me, well, um, it doesn't always help, but when it helps, it can help a lot. And that's a very reasonable position. And I, and I, um, immediately changed my mind (laughs) after, you know, (laughs) six years of doing it one way. I just immediately was like, Oh shit, well, that's a better way to do it. And I started doing it that way. And it is totally, it is totally better. It's not always a home run, but it's much better to do the if questions, um, before doing the, what do you call the other questions? I just call them the other questions. Yeah. I call them the other questions or which questions or global questions or universal questions. I don't really care. Just whatever's left. Whatever's left. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. another way of explaining it to students, because sometimes that's not fully satisfying to a student. And and so one thing I say as a sort of a shortcut, and maybe this is, this might not be a hundred percent true, but it's true enough that I feel comfortable saying it. Mm. I frequently say, well, it's because the if questions are easier. I think they are in a way Mm -hmm. they're easier because they give you a clue Mm -hmm. and you Mm -hmm. get the ball rolling. Yeah. Right. So for number oh, 13, yeah, I should say something else. Cause, um, I can't remember if it's power score or Princeton review or Kaplan or something. Some other company actively encourages people to do the non if questions first. What? Global. Yeah. And, and I, <laughs> this is, this is my, and, and this is their reasoning and this is my rebuttal. So they say, they say, well, you should do these questions, especially ones that say like, what must be true first, just blank. What must be true? Not if this is true. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. And, and their rationale is that, well, you need to have the, you need to have these inferences in your diagram so you can do the other questions faster. And I, I always oh, say this, wow. I say, look, dude, if the question says, and this is the, all that the question says, which one of the following must be true? And you don't know the answer right away. Either you're going to know the answer right away because you made that inference up front, right? Like you're like, oh, I see this and you make the inference and you, and then you know the answer. And so it's fine that you're doing it right now. Or you don't know what must be true. You weren't able to make that inference and you weren't able to make it precisely because it was difficult. And so now you're forcing yourself to test all these answer choices to see whether it must be true and great, once you realize that that has to be true, that can help you with the other questions. But the other questions are so much easier to answer, even if you don't have that inference, and then use that information to get rid of the wrong answers in a must-be-true question. The, like, oh, well, that doesn't have to be true because I've seen that before. So that's, Dude, that advice is just ridiculous. That's the, wor- that's the worst advice I've ever heard almost on the games. Yeah. Well, well, the correct answer could be, okay, so just hypothetically, right? Yeah. Which one of the following must be true? 
Um, the correct answer could be there is an M or a G somewhere in the first two destinations. Yeah. That, that could be the correct answer. Yeah. Because I'm looking at my worlds now and I, I see it's not going to be possible to not put an M or a G. Actually, wait, hold on. Maybe in the third world you third, can get away third with world. Uh, yeah. what? No, but how? No, you can't though. But you couldn't put a J up. You can't. No, because no, yeah. it can't be can't be J without G. So you have to have an M or a G in the first two spots, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Or yeah. but the, but the correct answer could also be like you you could come up with literally infinite just things that turn out that they have to be true, mm-hmm. right? Like yeah, the first three spots must contain either two M's or, you know, like whatever. I'm, and I don't know what it is, but they, you could all day just sit here and come up with correct answer after correct answer after correct answer for a must be true question. And it's like conclusory and wishful thinking for them to be like, Oh, well this is an inference that you needed to, you need to have this. You need to know yeah. this. Yeah. Fuck off. What <laughs> how, are, how are you supposed to figure out that the, the, if questions give you a clue and if you're not quite so comfortable working in the game, the if questions give you an opportunity to gain some experience working within the system. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for number 13, yeah. if I hadn't made worlds at all, let's just pretend I hadn't made worlds at all. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put a T in the uh, seventh spot. And then it says T in the fifth spot. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well now, and and here's where students, you know, most students just start looking at a and B and C. Yeah. Yeah. Which is clearly wrong. They gave me a clue. I need to follow the implications of that clue. Mm -hmm. What spot are you looking at? If you've got five, five and seven are taken up by T, where are you going to start? I'm going to start looking at six. Yeah, of course. Of course. Cause it can't Mm -hmm. be T. Can't be T. And it can't be J. Can't be J because G has to come right before it. Right. So that spot's going to be M or G. M or G. And actually, so this is where I think the worlds can come into play because we know it's not the third and fourth world, right? Right. The third and fourth world has a J and a G in the fifth spot. So So now we're looking at one or two. And I honestly would probably just do it both ways either do it both ways or just in my head look at those two worlds because it because like i these worlds have enough in them that i feel like i can just move stuff around and And, answer the question i mean you could also just pencil it out it's like how long does it really take to pencil Mm -hmm. it out sure when for most students um when in doubt pencil it out (laughs) see what i did um but you know like in the first world, it would be exactly G, J, uh, M, G, T, M, T. Okay. So I wrote that mm-hmm. out in mm-hmm. the second world, G, J in the second and third spots. Yep. And that means M has to go first now because I have to use two M's and they have to surround a G and there's just no other way to do that. So M has to go first there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then at that point, I probably would just leave it. Yeah. Right. Cause M could go fourth or s- uh, sixth. Mm-hmm. 
And if I put it fourth, then G could be sixth. And if I put it sixth, then I guess it's only G that could be fourth, huh? Mm-hmm. So maybe I would write a G and an M and then put a, a handle between the two of them. Okay. Yeah. Connecting them. Can mm-hmm. you see that? Can you see what I'm mm-hmm. doing? Mm-hmm. I have an arc goes back and forth. That's what I did. Yeah. An arc. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Call, call that a handle sometimes, but, mm. um, <clears throat> okay. And then with those two scenarios, maybe you did that in your head or maybe you just penciled them out. Sure. And now we can look at these, you know, okay. What's, I don't even literally didn't even read the question, which one of the following could be true. Yeah. I almost never read the question. It's just, you give me a clue and I'm like, okay, I'll be with you in just a minute. <laughs> right processing <laughs> yeah i'm the boss i'm the boss of the test if you told me that the t is going to go fifth then okay fine shut up i'll be right back with you i realize that there's only these three ways to do it mm-hmm. and then which one of the following now could be true a says can t be first no it's either g or m mm-hmm. b says can m be second no it's either j or g yeah and this is where the world's I'm just, just, uh, Oh, if you hadn't penciled it out. Yeah. If you hadn't penciled it out, like, I think that this is a, the case for the worlds. If you're comfortable with doing this in your head somewhat, because you have the worlds now, you're like, well, no, neither of those worked in either of the two worlds that we're in. Cause we can only be in world one or two. Yeah. Although T can be first in world two. It just wouldn't oh, have worked well, if you put yes. T fifth. But we had made that inference that M had to be first, right? Because of that MGM thing. But anyway, once yeah. T's first. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. So, uh, or once T's fifth, I mean, um, okay. C could G be third? Uh, no, it's either M or J. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The worlds get rid of that for sure. Yeah. Could M be fourth? Uh, yeah. In world two. Yep. M G J M. Pretty sure that's the answer. Could E says, could J go sixth? Uh, no, it's either going to be G no. or M. Yeah. All right. And I would there, Pete, students always ask like, would you really look at E? Well, yeah, I would. It takes one second. Yeah. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. Number 14. What are you going to do? All right. If freedom makes a voyage to G in week one and a voyage to J in week five. So G in one and J in five. And yeah, that hits our world. You know, we already made a world where, where J is fifth. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I would probably make a quick new version of that world. Yeah. So we have a J in five and I'm just copying this stuff from that world. So we have T in the last spot. Now in that world, we had G in four, J in five, M or G in six and T in seven. I'm not copying M or G right no. now. No. Because it can't be G anymore. I'm so glad we're on the same page here. Um, They're saying J is in week five. And wait, hold on. Sorry, G is in week one. And we got to get that MGM thing going on here. And so, but I think students make this mistake all the time. They're like, oh, let me copy everything over. And then they're erasing. And it's like, copy over the the concrete inferences, right? T is last, J is fifth g is fourth and then the concrete inference to the g is first that they just gave us yep and then we come in here and we're like okay well that could be m or g but now we know that six has to be m otherwise there's no other way to get mgm students there. will push back students will be like but you put it could be g or m but it could be g or m 
And I would always say, well, no, it could have been GRM. Yeah. But the second I put G first here, I, I still have to have MGM somewhere. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that means that that sixth spot now is going to be M for sure. So now what I'm going to do is I'm going to write M into slot two and I'm going to put an arc above it going to slot three. That's how I like I that. that. I like that. So that's a blank. And then that could be T. Uh, could be J if it's G yeah, J M. Yeah. So maybe I'll write a T slash J there. Yeah. I, I think I might be on the fence cause I'd be a little worried about like future thinking that back. it could be T in the, th- or J in the third spot. Which yeah. Won't work. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But anyway, it's a, it's a cloudy area, but yeah, for sure. M is going back and forth between one and three or sorry, two and three. Good. So a, well, this is a must be true question. Which one? Right. Now we will read the question. Which one of the following must be true? A. Freedom makes a voyage to J in week two. Could be, but does not have to be. Nope. Okay. Uh, T in week two. I guess only could be. Doesn't have to be. Um, M in week three. Again, could be. It doesn't have to be. G in week six. No, it can't be. M in week six. Yes, that's Boom. the inference that we made. Dunzo. 14E. 15 says, if freedom makes a voyage to G in week one and T in week two, ooh, that puts us only in the third world. Yeah, that gets rid of worlds one and two, and we don't have enough room for that in world four. Yeah. Would you even bother writing? I might just like sort of put my finger on the third world here. Yeah. And then in my head, I got G and T in weeks one and two. Which is going to force, but I could also, just as quickly, you know, I could also just write um, G T M G J. I guess that that next spot could still be G or M, huh? Wait, I I don't think so. Um, Oh no, because I haven't done M G M yet. Yeah, okay, so that's an M for sure. So again, M is in the sixth spot. Yeah, it just depends on how easy it is for you to keep variables in your head, and that's something that improves over time. But it's also totally like this is five seconds. So we have G T, and then we got the M G M. So what do you got? I got G T M G J M T. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Okay, so I just I got all messed up. And I did eight slots. Wasn't, <laughs> this is another thing. I like. I count my slots in my head. And I, since we're talking, I didn't do that. Now I'm yeah, when in doubt, you want to you want to be uh, safety first, and it takes <laughs> two seconds to just go ahead and pencil it out. And if and, and it puts us in the third world, if I put GT in the first two spots, then M gets forced into the third spot. It's GJ in the fourth and fifth spots. Now this mm-hmm. sixth spot has to be M. And the last bus T. Yep. Okay. Which one of the following must be true? M in three. Yes, that's the answer. Boom. Boom. Done. Okay. Here, I wouldn't check the rest. Would you? No. Check no. no. And well, as I get deeper into the game, yeah, your confidence builds. Yeah. Also, it's more likely on a must be true or a must be false that I will just say, okay, that's the answer. Boom. Yeah. Because I just, I'm sure. I mean. If that's not the answer, then I'm I'm like I've already fucked up the game in other ways, and I I can't allow that to be the case. Yeah. Number sixteen. If freedom makes a voyage to M in week three, mm. okay, so that gets rid of uh, gets rid of world two. 
but we have yeah. a lot of other options here. Okay. And which one of the following could be an accurate list of the freedom's destinations in week four and five? Okay. I think what I'm going to do, since I, I, I put my worlds on top of each other. I'm assuming yeah, you did that of as course. well. Yeah, yeah, that's really important, actually. When you're going to make worlds here with seven spots like this, you want to make sure that those worlds are stacked up so that you can just scan down your list. And you want the third spot to be in the same column. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Students like make worlds where they've got a world <laughs> over here on the left and then a world over here on the right, and they've got a world you know, <laughs> floating. In the, it's like, no, hold on. Let's keep it a little more organized. Yeah. So, um, I'm going to, what I'm going to do is I'm going to imagine M in the third slot for worlds one, uh, three and four. And then I'm just going to go down this list and says, could be an accurate list of the destinations in week four and five. I think I'll just do this in my head. Are you cool with this? Sure. Give it a shot. Okay. I mean, in the third world, the answer would just be GJ. GJ. Yeah. So you could look for that and we don't see that. No. Yeah. And, and in the um, right, so in the fourth world, yeah, it would be G in the fifth. G's in five, so that's B. But we can't do that because you have MGM before. Can't it. have a J, right? Okay, so that's out too. So now yeah. we're only in the first world, right? Yep. Okay. Excellent. So we have M in slot three, and then we have three remaining slots. And of those three slots, you have to have GM somewhere. So that means G is going to be a part of slots four or five. So the answer... answer has to be A or B. Well, it has to be. We already got rid of B because um, I don't remember how we got rid of it, but we got rid of it. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think we got rid of it necessarily. We got rid of it in World 4. It wouldn't have worked, but... Okay. Um, yeah. Anyway, you know, looking at it's a could be true, and looking at A, it's just it's going to work. It's going to work. I, you just yeah. have M G T M. Yeah, that works. That's the answer. Yeah. Okay. Cool. That's all the if questions. Now you're going back to number twelve. Number twelve. Yeah, the non if questions, whatever's left. Okay. Which one following cannot be true about the freedoms about freedom schedule of voyages. I should let you take this one. Sorry, I just took the last one. No, it doesn't matter. I mean, the answer is A here because T is already in week seven and you can't put the same thing twice in a row. So freedom can't go to Trinidad in week six. That's a really easy, must be false question. So this is a really easy question, Nathan. Maybe we should have just done it right after question. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, that's people always say that bullshit. Um, hey, this time it turned out to be easy, but on average, the if questions are going to be easier slash get the ball rolling slash they're going to make these which questions easier. So here right. it doesn't, but... The thing is you won't know that it's easy until you're right. into it. So you just, it's just like save time, do question 11 and then be like, okay, where's if don't even read the other stuff. Right. All right. 17, which one find must be true about this freedom schedule of voyages. And this is where I love all my previous diagrams, because if any of my previous diagrams do not do this, then I know the answer doesn't have to be true. If freedom makes a voyage to G in either week one or else week two, that's true in worlds one and two, um, does that have to be true in world three? It doesn't have to be true in four because it could be TMGM. TMGM. <clears throat> so that's out. 
That's out. B, Frieden makes a voyage to M in either week two or week three. No. World no. two gets rid of that. World one gets rid of that as well. So it's out. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, we world two explicitly gets rid of explicitly it because it's got does, GJ yeah. in two yep. and three. Yeah. Yep. C, Frieden makes at most two voyages to G. So have we ever seen three Gs? Could we have three Gs? I feel like we did have three Gs once, or we could have at least. It's likely to be acceptable um, because G is a necessary condition for J, and necessary conditions are good. I'm looking at world, yeah. I'm looking at world three. I just do MGM, GJ, GT. Yep, that works. Yep. So C does not have to be true. D, freedom makes at most two voyages to Jamaica. Now that, oh, that's yeah. a slam dunk. Because if yeah. you have three, then you have three Gs. Now you have six, plus you have two Ms. That's eight. That's eight, plus you have a T, that's nine. You're way yeah. over. Yeah. Yep. All right. So, yeah, here, I mean, I think this is an example of the if questions didn't actually help us to answer number 12 or 17, but it didn't hurt us either. And I don't think that doing 12 and 17 first would have helped us answer the if questions. No. Here's the thing is these questions were easy to answer in part because we had worlds. If you hadn't done worlds, then if questions can kind of save you on these kinds of questions. Like the, right. if, the if questions may have actually been really helpful for some of these. Right. Yeah. We would have had to do a lot more work if we hadn't done it all in advance with the worlds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Dude, that was fun. Yeah. Oh, here's one fun. thing, by the way. If you when you do when you do create diagrams for your if questions or for whatever, um, if they don't work out, if you create a diagram that doesn't work out, cross it out so you don't ever look back to it. That's a good point. Yes. Yeah, something that doesn't work, you're just gonna kill it. Don't erase it. <laughs> um <laughs> erasing takes up time. It's 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 uh it's messy. You can like rip your page. All kinds of bad shit can happen from erasing. Just cross it out. Just yep. just cross it out. Generally speaking, you should not really be running out of eraser on your pencils. <laughs> you you should use that eraser very sparingly. Yeah, it's only the tweak rules in the games where it's like, oh, well, now this is never going to happen, so I'm just going to get rid of this so it's not in my diagram or something. And or you're merging rules together, and you need to erase to merge them cleanly. That's, that's I see. It. I see people erasing on their bubble sheet all the time. Oh, it's like hey, hey, hey! Pick your answer, then put it on the bubble sheet and be done. I'm not bubbling in C and then going. Oh wait, no, it's D. Erase, erase, erase. But wait, wait, maybe it's C. <laughs> The only time you should be erasing on your bubble sheet is after the five minute warning has been called. If you bubbled in your guesses at the five minute warning, which is a pretty good technique, then you're going to have to erase a little bit to, to change, you know, to bubble in when you answer your one more question correct. After the five minute warning has been called, you're going to have to change that answer four out of five times. But other than that, I mean, I don't want you using your eraser on the bubble sheet. And yeah, really, you're erasing a lot on the games. What? think a little more clearly before you start writing. Yeah. And it'll save you a lot of stress and, uh, eraser mess. Yeah. Cool. Um, well, do we leave it there? Do you think? I think so. Yeah. Okay. Um, 
this was an episode in which the shit hit the fan. I hope it's not the last episode we ever published. But you know, I ben, hope so too. If we keep one in the can always, that it is, will be that will be how the, that will be the last episode of the Thinking Hellside podcast, unless we just sh- unless we just uh, you know stop doing it. Yeah. Okay. Cool. That's kind of dark. Well, it's a dark show. Farewell. Um, farewell. Adieu. Yeah. Boy. Uh, that was an uh, unnumbered episode. Thanks, all y'all, for listening. It's been really nice knowing you. Don't pay for law school. <laughs> Goodbye forever. Don't pay for law school. <laughs>